This is Ross Jones, your business coach with my weekly podcast show, Bold Business Bits, coming to you from Yorkshire. This is where I have a great conversation with a phenomenal female business boss. We share some of the bold stuff they do, lessons they've learned, adversities they've overcome, and the fun they have. And then I'll be dipping into my toolkit and sharing a top tip. Business can be lonely, so make sure you join us each week and be part of our show. So hello and welcome. This is Ros Jones, Bold Business Bits podcast show. And today I'm joined by Claire Watson, founder of Avenue BD. Hi, Claire. Welcome. Hello, Ros. Thanks for having me on. It's lovely to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure. So Avenue BD, now I'm sure that everybody asks you this because it's just an intriguing name. So you've got to tell me what it stands for and how did you choose the name of your business? <laughs> so when I started, I think I had this romantic notion that I could come up with a name that that meant something that was really core to me. And sadly, I was in such a rush to get a name so I could get my first proposal out. I ended up with Avenue BD. Avenue being part of Stanley Avenue, which was where I was born uh, and has a very special place in my heart. But Avenue also because it's a route or a path to solving something. And the BD bit is business development. And so Avenue BD is, is about this route or path to solving a problem that will you know, increase your, your business, develop your business. It, it probably doesn't quite describe succinctly because it's increasing your business through the use of technology. So maybe I missed an, an important word there. I know, I, well, it, show, it, uh, it leaves space for further development, doesn't it? You never know. So you don't want to be too restrictive in the name of your business. So I was very excited when you first shared with me the nature of your business. Uh, Claire, do you want to share what, you, what it is that you, that you offer? Yeah, so um, we work with um, businesses, business owners who have identified an opportunity to develop their business generally through technology. Um, So they've identified that they could um, automate something or there's a better way they could sell things or simply that they want to sell things online that they've never done before. And generally, these are people that are doing things for the first time. These are new things. These are entrepreneurial ideas. It's it's not quite, you know, I want to sell a pair of shoes online because there's, there's lots of software that can help you with that. And so um, me and my team work to understand what these ideas are. We help to extract them from, from people's heads, to form them, to translate them, one into, into a, a business case. So we will deliver prototypes, you know, really work through does this idea work? Does it map to a technology solution? Will it work for the user? Will people buy it? So we're helping people to to translate that idea into a business case and prototype. And we have had instances where it hasn't passed and, and actually the idea has stopped. But, you know, it's sad that the project doesn't carry on, but that's proof that, you know, it wasn't right to carry on. And instead of throwing good money after bad, the idea has been put to one side and and we've moved forward to something else. Generally, our customers will um, ask us to stay with them. So, to sit as product owners and help deliver that that project through. So, working with developers to to get that product out into the market. Sounds very exciting. Are you able to share the sort of wackiest idea that you've ever come up that you've ever encountered through this work <laughs> um, or are there too many 
Yeah, there's, there's lots of them. There's been some very interesting conversations recently about, and I, and I think brought up with with the pandemic around afterlife and and how we handle that side of things. So you know, it's there's there's so very many different ideas that come up. You know, I, I speak to people that say, well, you know, every day I refer people just because it's something I do. I'm sure there's a way I can monetize that referral and, you know, maybe make a business out of it. With, a, you know, a training consultancy I work with, you know, that there is a better way to ensure that people are in the right place with their learning and development. So it's, I think, to be fair, most ideas are interesting more than, yeah. than wacky so far. It's just amazing how we're always looking for a better way, aren't we? Always looking for a better way. I wonder whether there'll ever be an end to a better way, where we've got to the better, the ultimate better way. Um, I don't think I know of an example where that's ever happened. You know, I mean, from the moment I was born to now, technology has, you know, come on leaps and bounds. And we're not just talking software. Look at our cars. Look at, you know, the things that are in our houses. You know, technology has changed everything. I think perhaps, you know, a a debate for another day maybe, but one-to-one contact, you know, I'm... I'm not so sure that will ever completely go, but um, there's a lot of investment going into artificial intelligence and robotics and, you know, it feels a bit sci-fi, but that's certainly where, you know, the the aspirational entrepreneurs are are taking us is is to that automated world. Yeah. And what got, have you always been into IT? Are you a geek? Is that, is, that accept, is that an acceptable word? I don't know, actually. Yeah, it is acceptable. I mean, I'm, I'm not somebody who's ever sat and cut codes. I have to hold my hands up there. Um, I am somebody that's quite analytical. I, I like to ask questions and I like to know the answer. And I mean, I've, I've been working with developers for, for over 16 years. And in, in my, my last job, worked with some sensational developers that gave you the time, you know, they gave you the time to explain, well, what does that mean? And it's, you know, it, it is interesting and it, and it adds, you know, scope to, to what you're doing, enjoyment to what you're doing, because every day you're learning something new. Yeah. And what, um, what, what was the catalyst or what, yeah, how come you came to set up your business? Because it was after lockdown had started, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So Avenue BD started two weeks into lockdown. I, I had obviously made a decision that I was going to leave my previous job and and make a start. And what prompted me, I felt, as we were talking about before, there was a better way. You know, I've I've been uh, in, in software development for a long time and too many people I would talk to uh, the conversation would start, oh, I went I went to see this company and they've started building me something, but they haven't got it right. They don't know what they want and they can't finish it. You know, can you fix it for me? And so for me, that was the catalyst is, well, why are so many people going straight to the code before they've understood what this idea is and, and where the value is in it? You know, yeah. can, can they map how money throws flows through that idea if you can't then how are they going to translate to a development team what it is they want so it's that it's that translation I think that I've often felt was missing for a lot of people and and I've seen a lot of people throw a lot of money after something that never made it to market 
Yeah, I can imagine. And there is something about the language, isn't there? Because, well, in my experience, and I haven't really spoken to many for a long time, but uh, in previous lives, I, I did used to speak with programmers and developers a lot. And they do tend to speak a different language from, you know, from just business, people in business generally. I don't know if you find that. So are you the sort of the translator, if you like? between those two camps is that what you use i try to be so again as i say i i haven't been a, a coder a programmer um but i have worked with a lot of developers over a lot of years and taken the time to understand the terminology and taken the time to understand you know the um the nuances in in development and what can and can't be done or you know what the compromises are I guess you know there's that time cost quality triangle isn't there you know yeah we can build this for you really quickly but it'll probably be a bit rubbish (laughs) Um, and yeah bridging that gap so it's like well as a business we want to do this and we want a customer to be able to do that well that's fine but the developer needs to know well exactly how does it do that because you know you you need to have a process whereby you can map data to say if customer does this you know, computer screen, do that, and so yeah. on and so forth. So for the business person, they're a specialist. They generally know their domain. They're like, well, you just do this, that, 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 and that. It's like, great. I need to write that down <laughs> and then explain that to, you know, a developer. So this is what we need to do. This is what I want it to look like. Now can we think about what it might cost to build? Yeah, fantastic. And um, what about, so have you... Are there any particular challenges as a woman in the, in your particular area? Do you, have you found? Not personally. I don't. I don't think I've ever found myself sitting there thinking, "Oh, I'm a woman, and and you know, I'm getting ignored, or you know, people aren't taking me seriously." I, I think I've been very fortunate or blind. You know, that it's very possible it was the latter. <laughs> I mean, I've faced adversity in in different ways for sure. I mean, many challenges. You know, and I I think back to some of my my early days in in management and where I've I've definitely made you know boo-boos there where it's that you know I need to be in control of everything and yeah and I've got to report this to that and this that person and tell the board this and that and and and, you know perhaps it's a mistake many people make it's certainly one I made was it actually you know thinking that I could just run things in my style rather than getting to know the style of everyone else in the team first. <laughs> I think we've all been there. It's like some of us learn quicker than others, I think. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So and in terms of where you're going to take your business, finding a better way to do your business, what, what's, your, what's your aspiration? Is it early or have you, got a, have you got this big goal that you want to take your business to or is it a bit early to think about it yet? What's, what's your plan? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. In fact, I've got um, we've got a business strategy day coming up in July with my associates. Yeah, to have that that kind of conversation. I think what I'm experiencing, or you know, one of my biggest challenges right now is scalability. You know, how does this become something that's bigger than me and my current associates? You know, how do we how do we get ourselves into a position where we can offer this service? to anybody you know and so that's that's my biggest challenge and and that is my goal is that you know we can we can provide a service that 
all businesses can tap into. There's a lot of businesses out there, mostly your your enterprises, your big banks and, and tech companies that will have innovation teams. They'll have people ideating all the time and doing proof of concepts. And when you're a smaller business, you don't necessarily have that kind of budget you know, to, to run alongside with that. And so having a, a remote team that you can bring in for special scenarios gives the smaller company that competitive advantage without the, you know, year-long cost that, that goes with having a, a big innovation team. Yeah, and no, I love that. And I think even one of the things I find uh, with smaller business, I work with you know, SMEs and uh, smaller uh, small businesses. And one of the things is that they tend to be so busy working in the business and get can get completely wrapped up in what's going on in the business that they don't have, they don't give themselves the headspace just to be able to think differently, not to look up and think differently at all. You know, I worked with a client who'd been in business 20 years without taking a holiday for more than a week because he could trust his team to do that. Mm. And it's just we, get, we can get sucked into this pattern. So I think that I personally find that very interesting proposition that you have there in terms of, in a way, forcing them. Like you've got to stop because, you know, you've got to, you've got to think differently to survive, really. And I think that's been really, you know, really obvious, I guess, in the and essential in this last year of the, of the pandemic, isn't it? That we've got to think to be able to adapt quicker. Mm. And I think a lot of people will have been forced to do so. And I'm hoping that for those people, it can then continue for them. You know, that actually the being forced into something sometimes can put you into a mindset that's like, oh God, why, why didn't I think like this before? Why didn't I try new things? But I mean, it, it is very easy to to just get caught up in in the day to day. You know, I've I've certainly been in positions before where, you know, you're running a, a smaller company, you don't feel like you have enough people to do everything, and yet you have this fear that you don't have enough money to bring more people in, and end up in this you know circle of you know, okay, well, you go and do the selling. Oh, now you've sold. Okay, now you need to go and do the delivery, and yeah. before you're just in this, you know, cycle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's it will be a leap of faith for a lot of people, and and I I guess that's where we are. Different is we're not going out selling a product, we're selling a service. And this service is about, is there an opportunity for for you to develop a product that will either make you and your business more efficient and earn you more money or and or, you know, something that you can license to other people and it will make their businesses more efficient and earn you money without doing anything. <laughs> how do you, um, so how do people find out about you, Claire? Most of my opportunities at the minute are through networking and referrals. Um, so, so that's really positive. Uh, hands up, first year of my own business, I definitely am displaying weaknesses in social media and <laughs> my my media attention. So there's there's lots more work to do there. But I think that brings us back to when you talk about the bigger goal is, you know, how do we make this scalable? And, you know, to be fair, using 
the, the networking opportunities, the media, the advertising much better will throw me into a position, hopefully, that is, well, I need to work this out quickly because we've got six projects. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Um, what about your, so what about your website? Where do people find you? If anyone's listening and want to track you down on your website? So it's nice and easy. It's avenuebd.co.uk. Okay, that's simple. So we need to look, check you out on there and get in touch, I guess. So I think it's it's the bravest thing to do to set it to walk away from a career and just to follow your passion or some or your ideas. So what about so this is a question I like to ask my guests on this podcast show. What if if I was somebody just um, standing before you now? What would you what would your number one? And I'm thinking about setting up a business. I'm going to walk away from a job, set up a business. What would be your number one piece of advice, Claire, to me? I'll put you on the spot here, but yeah. Number one piece of advice. Remember that you're doing it for a reason. Remember to enjoy it. Yes. I think it's very easy to stress yourself out that you're maybe not doing enough or you're not doing it quick enough or you're not where you hoped you'd be. Yet every measurement you start off with is a guess because you've not done this before. So I think, you know, yes, you you need to hold yourself accountable and perhaps work with other people to hold yourself accountable. I I know that's something you do very well. But also, you know, do give yourself the space to to think, well, you know, I am moving forward. Remember that it it can be little steps. It doesn't always have to be super big ones. Yeah, I love that. Yes, great advice indeed. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Claire. And um, it's been delightful better way of doing things. I love that. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Roz. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. In our conversation, Claire mentioned that scalability is the biggest challenge in her business right now, which I thought was really interesting. I don't think many people in business think about that right from the start because Claire has only recently started her business. It is really important. Stephen Covey in his Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about in his habit number two is start with the end in mind. So when you're setting up your business, start with the end in mind. What do you want your business to look like? And when you actually take some time to think about that, to visualise it, to draw it out, it makes scaling up so much more easy. So you start with the end in mind, you draw, what do you want your business to look like? How many branches has it got? What's the organisational chart look like? So when you think about that, it saves unpicking your business later. So it's easy just to dive straight into your business and start working to get the money in. But without that planning ahead, it just becomes more difficult later on down the line to scale up. So with your blueprint, if you like, it's easy then to, to get to get cracking. And as you start growing your business, setting out the processes, putting in the systems, that will make it easier for you then to train up whoever comes in, whoever you recruit into your business, to train them up to deliver in the way that you want them to deliver. So I think that's really important and very insightful of Claire to be thinking like that right from the start. Another thing that I found is an easy temptation in business, is just to dive straight in, work, 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 to the detriment of everything else in your business and your life. So I've been there myself. I've worked with people who have done that too. And as a result, I 
developed a framework called the Five Principles of Business Wellbeing. This is about growing your business in a balanced way so that you look after yourself and the people around you and everything else in your life. And if you follow these principles, scaling your business becomes so much easier. The five principles are, briefly, number one is building relationships, which is, I think is the most critical thing in business and in life, having relationships, strong relationships. So building relationships with your prospects, so that they become your clients, building relationships with your with your customers so that they come back to you, they stay with you, they're loyal to you, they tell everybody else about you, with your suppliers, with your team and with your family and friends especially, of course. Building that tribe of people around you is really important. Principle number two is about personal well-being. So you have to look after your own personal well-being, your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, because if you aren't working at optimum level, if you're not in peak condition, then your business will will uh, suffer as a result. Principle number three is learn and grow. So the easiest way to grow your business is to grow yourself first. And the easiest way to grow yourself is to learn new stuff and to implement it, of course. So reading books or listening to books, having an open mind, having a mentor, going to webinars, all these Uh, good things about learning new stuff and implementing them gives you lots of great ideas and 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 helps you to grow yourself before you grow your business number four is having an abundant mindset abundance which is a great word isn't it don't you think abundance is about knowing there's plenty out there's enough for everybody it's about not being afraid of the competition it's about being willing to collaborate being grateful being willing to give as well as to receive having an abundant mindset is really important and then principle number five is have fun because what's it all about if you can't have fun? So we've got to, you know, business can be tough and lonely sometimes or all the time, sometimes, all the time. But if it's not, if we can't have fun, then what's the point? So what's fun gets done, we say. So if something's difficult, try making it into a game. So having fun every day is really, really important. So they're the five principles of business wellbeing and hope that's useful for you. And I hope you've enjoyed our show today. This is Ros Jones. Please subscribe to our show and look forward to having you here next time. Bye for now. This has been your Ros Jones Bold Business Bits podcast show. If you'd like any further information about anything we've discussed today, please just get in touch. Go to businesscoachingyorkshire.co.uk. Please join me again next week when I'll be speaking with another phenomenal female business boss with bold business bits. And remember to subscribe to my show. Thanks for listening.